My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Does it feel good in the house? I said, do you feel the presence of the Lord in this place? Oh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to have all of you wonderful people of God in the house. And I bless you in the wonderful name of Jesus. And I ask that the Lord would strengthen you. I want to read a story to you that I believe has significance to where we are right now. It might give you some understanding of how God works. If you do not understand how God works, then you will not be able to calm yourself in the midst of the storm. But you got to understand this about God. So when I read the story to you, you will maybe not pick it up immediately, but you will gain some understanding as we read this story that God specializes in delivering his people in danger. Always has and always will. Now, I don't know why he puts us in dangerous situations, but it just seems like he does. Let's read it. And Moses stretched out his hand, Exodus 14, 21 through 31. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea and they walked on dry ground and the waters were a wall on the right hand and on the left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off the chariot wheels that they drave them heavily so that the Egyptians said, well, we need to run. It's time to move. We better get on up out of here because God's fighting for Israel and God's fighting against the Egyptians on behalf of his people. Now, now this is amazing to me how God delivered them in danger. They were doing fine in Egypt if you consider bondage fine. They had a place to live. They had a job. I mean, every day, all day long, didn't have much freedom, but they had a job. I mean, they had food. Now they're being placed in a position where they're about to be exterminated. God moves them out of their comfort zone right into the most dangerous situation you can possibly be in. Why? Because... Here's the only answer I can think of. 
God prizes freedom higher than comfort. And he cannot make you free if he does not engage an enemy who wants to hold you captive. Now our mindset's gotta change because everybody I've ever known ever been used by God got into dangerous situations. When D.L. Welch came to, with the gospel to this area to preach one God, he'd put him in dangerous situations. People didn't accept his message very well. Matter of fact, they got a little upset. They threatened his life. They did everything they could to shut the brother down, but he didn't shut him down, did they? They didn't stop him, did they? And they're not going to stop us. I'm going to say that again. They're not going to stop us. Let them threaten. Let them wail. Let them cry. How they're going to shut the church down and destroy it. But I've come to tell you that you are free by divine providence to become the sons of God. So, I want to talk to you about being delivered in danger. God bless you. You may be seated. God places us in dangerous places to deliver us from bondage. Our deliverance is not just so we can be free from Egypt, though that is a great blessing. Freedom from Egypt and oppression and bondage is a great blessing, but we're also free to become the sons of God. We're free to pursue his purpose now. He wants us to possess his promises. We're free to worship in his presence because we have been freed from our sin. The book of Exodus is about escape and deliverance. It's about liberty and freedom. And here's an interesting thing about it. And this is what I've learned of why it's so important to be free is because when we are bound spiritually, it affects everyone around us. And everybody that's connected to us is also affected. When a, a wife is bound, it affects her husband. And vice versa, when a husband is bound, it affects the wife. And when children become bound by the enemy, it affects the parents. And when parents are bound by the enemy, it affects the children. But when God focuses on a person's deliverance, it's not just that person who is delivered and who is affected but everybody around them is touched and blessed by that freedom. Everything around that person is touched. The whole creation groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. And at times we feel that same anguish. That's why freedom is more important than I can describe. Because people die to protect freedom. People have gone to war and have died on Flanders fields all over the world to protect and to give us our freedom. And when a person is free, it blesses him and everybody around them. You can tell the difference when a church service is bound and when the church service is free. And it's a whole lot more fun to have church when it's free. But you can't affect the atmosphere of a church to make it free when you're bound. You have to be free in order to influence the atmosphere around you. 
But you see, we have the concept that it's the atmosphere that influences us. If the atmosphere is bound, then that is what is in charge. And I don't have to be free. But that is a lie from the enemy. Because he wants to keep you bound. But the freedom that God wants you to have is yours to experience. But you have to be free. When one loses freedom, it padlocks everything else. Freedom is more important than comfort. Freedom is more important than things. How blessed it was when Jesus has made us free with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, the night Jesus saved me and filled me with the Holy Ghost and now I can declare I am free. I am free from any habit, addiction, destructive behavior, attitude, spirit, mindset, anybody's opinion, idea or concept or anger or frustration or arrogance or pride or whatever you might have does not have to affect me because I am free. I, I said I am free. I am free to become. I am free to pursue. I am free to worship the Lord. The devil can't even stop me from worshiping God. This atmosphere can't stop you. The opinion and peer pressure of your people can't stop you. Nothing can stop you but your own concept, your own opinion of the situation, your own attitude about what you're going through. But I say if I got to go through a Red Sea and a wall on the left and a wall on the right, I'm going to cross over on dry ground because I'd rather be free than to be in Egypt. Under the bondage of a Pharaoh, I am free. I am free from that fear. I am free from that depression. You don't have to be depressed. You're free in this house. I don't want to be bound to somebody or something that doesn't treat me right. I'd rather be free and live in a shack than to live in a mansion and not be free. To know that one is liberated and free is awesome beyond words. When you don't have some things that others have, that's no excuse to be unhappy. You say, well, I, I want what they've got, but that's just a spirit of envy and covetousness, which is idolatry, the Bible says in the New Testament. And you ought to stop for a moment and just start praising God for what you do have and be thankful for what God has done in your life. And if nothing else, you're free because you've got Jesus living on the, do you have, does anybody have the Holy Ghost? I'm the only one that got the Holy Ghost in my I'm the only one that talks in tongues every day. Am I the only one that does a rule of five? Or y'all got your 1.6 or whatever you got. My goodness, I've got Jesus all up in my life. And I'm so glad to be free. And I want you to be free and experience that in this service. I don't want you to be bound. And I know you're comfortable. And I know you feel just where you need to be. And, and I want to be comfortable. And I want to feel. But the Bible says that sometimes you've got to be brought into dire straits. That's what Paul said. He said, I was in peril of countrymen. I was in perils of false brethren. I was in perils of storms. They almost, they almost destroyed me and killed me three, four different times, but it did not stop anything. I still was able to get back up. They stoned him at Lystra. They stoned him and messed him up at Derby, but he got back up and he kept on going. And that's what the church is going to do. I tell you what, death is not too high a price to pay for freedom. 
because that is what God has spoken into our life. And I know some people are incarcerated here by more than just perhaps maybe a criminal record or something that they've done wrong in their past. Some people are incarcerated by debt. Some are incarcerated by abuse. Some have been incarcerated by drugs and some have been incarcerated by alcohol and some have been incarcerated by tobacco and some been in prison and all kinds of lust have imprisoned them. But that's why the Bible said when he named it all off and he declared all of the things that people can be and such were some of you, but now you are washed. You know what I would do if I felt just a little bit bound? I'd rise up right now and look the devil in the eye and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I don't care how dangerous it gets. I don't care if you put me in a Red Sea. It might get worse before it gets better, but this preacher is going to declare freedom from the enemy because Jesus said, he that the son of man has made free. I refuse to be in bondage to any spirit that states otherwise. A Christian is incredible. Do you realize how incredible you are, people? Do you realize how powerful your influence can be? Do you realize the, how you can affect the atmosphere of a single service just by simply walking in here and declaring that you are free and victorious? You have power. You're free from fear. You're free from sin. You're free from the enemy. You're free from the world. You're free from a countless little things. And I know that you're worried about what's going to happen in our world today. I know that you're worried about that. You wouldn't be human if you weren't worried about that. But God has never failed this church. He didn't fail D.L. Welch. He didn't fail Paul Welch. And he's not going to fail you in this hour. He was with them in their day. He was with them in their dangerous situation. And he's going to be with you in your dangerous situation. And I know we might be looking at the final consummation of all things and the prophetic fulfillment of everything the book of Revelation declares but I say we're not going to hang our head in fear, but we're going to lift up our head. And our redemption draweth nigh. We've been expecting that for years. Preachers have been preaching about it. They've been preaching that the days are going to have to be shortened or the very elect would not be saved. And now here we are. <laughs> Here we are. We're, we're seeing the fulfillment in our very own lifetime. Technology is advancing faster than we can keep up with it. And it's deceiving people and it's creating virtual realities to where people don't know what kind of information they're getting, even from the media. And you can't trust anybody. Nobody's telling us the truth. And you can't trust a single voice outside the word of God. It's just one person lying right after another. But I believe that if God liberated Israel from Pharaoh's mess and bondage and ego and stupidity and stubbornness and attitude and filth, I believe that God can deliver this church. You say, why do you want me to be free from oppression? Because oppressed people are sensitive people. They're super sensitive. They're insecure. 
oppressed people fall out with others over anything and everything all the time. They're angry all the time. They're messed up all the time. They're on edge all the time. Their feelings are hurt easily. Well, my goodness. Did I tell you the truth? They got a chip on their shoulder. They're always distorting the picture of everybody around them. But the children of Israel came out of Egypt a whole lot quicker than Egypt came out of them. They came out physically before they came out mentally. But God delivered them from their chains of sin and it took him decades to be able to get them to think differently than being a slave in Egypt. And I refuse to think like that. I've been free from that kind of thinking and I'm going to think like Jesus thinks. I'm going to send you forth as, as doves and as lambs in the midst of wolves. What? You're going to put us in dangerous situations. We're liable to get eat up by them wolves, he said, but I'll deliver you in danger. I'll be there with you in the midst of the pandemic. Hey, we've had people getting the Holy Ghost. We've had people getting baptized in a pandemic. Why? Because the devil isn't going to stop us. Hayden, why don't you quit? Megan, why don't you quit clapping your hands? I don't know where Megan is. I lost her. She might be here somewhere. There she is. There's Megan. Where's Hayden? Hayden got the Holy Ghost. Megan got the Holy And you're bringing all people up in here. You know the devil ain't going to like that. He's going to try to shut you down. He's going to try to put you in a red sea. But I say keep on witnessing. I say it's rather, it's better to die free than to live in bondage to a system that oppresses everybody. He sends his word to us again and again and it helps us and it strengthens us and it shows us the way and it heals us. I mean, we, need, we needed a word the last time we came to church. Amen. And we need another word today. Amen. We, need to, we need another word tonight. We need Sunday night church because I need to get your thinking straightened out. That's just the way God set it up. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't call this out. I didn't put it together. I'm just trying to operate in what God already set up. Don't get mad. We're saved by the washing and regeneration and renewing of our minds. Our minds have got to be renewed. You got to start be thinking according to the renewed mind of the word. I need that word all the time. Now you might can only take it, you know, every six months or six weeks or when you get around to it, or it might just be a form of entertainment, but I got to have it on Monday. I got to have, I know tomorrow's Labor Day and you think it's a day off, but it's not a day off from the word. It's not a day off from the, come on, it's not a day off from the presence of the Lord. I wish somebody would just stand up and just shout, I'm free. I wish somebody would just act like you're free here today. Let the devil know you're not going to stop me. I'm sorry, I... I Y'all have to forgive me. I was raised by Vesta Lane and Gerald and Carol Mangan. And they would all pray. Praise God. Brian, nothing can stop you if you're doing the will of God. Hallelujah. Don't ever be discouraged. The Lord is with you. 
And then she'd get her finger and start pointing it right in me. And then she'd start poking me right there on, on, on the chest. And she'd say, Brian, nothing can stop a child of God. You just go on through it. I don't care what anybody says. The Lord is with us and we're going to win the day. I'm sorry. I'm filled with that kind of thinking. This pandemic isn't going to stop us. You can sit there and let the devil run all over you. But I declare that the first Pentecostal church, this is a free area. Come on, church. We're not in Egypt any longer. We're free. I don't care what Pharaoh threatens. I don't care if you got a wall of water on one side and you got a wall of water on the other side. I've got a Jesus. Come on, somebody stretch forth your hand. Somebody speak the word. Somebody say, I'm crossing over. I'm going to the other side. Now, can you imagine? Now, now you got to understand this. This is the way you have to understand it. God put them here. This was not Moses' dream. He tried to get out of it. <laughs> Woo! He did everything he could to make excuses and get out of the project because he did not want to go down to Egypt again. He did not want to do this. And he had to be talked into it and God had to send Aaron and slap him around and almost kill him one time. And I mean, it was just a mess to try to get Moses into a position where he would go do what God wanted him to do. But finally, Moses went and finally Moses went and he brought the people out. And it was God that directed them, according to the text, to this place where Pharaoh's army, it was God, not Moses. Now, don't blame Moses. He ain't did it. God did this. He hardened Pharaoh's heart to where Pharaoh began to say, you know what? I don't want them slaves to be free after all because we're going to have to do all this work. And when you consider all this work we're going to have to do, I think we ought to get these brothers and sisters back over here so they can do the work for us. And so he goes running after them. He's got his entire army. He's got the most sophisticated military system in the world that the world had ever seen. Israel probably didn't have two swords between the whole bunch of them, but they were there sitting ducks. They had mountains on either side, Red Sea in front, and the Pharaoh's army just charging after them, and God did it to them. Boy, that's mean, isn't it? God did it to them. I can't believe God got them out of Egypt, freed them from the bondage, and then put them in a dangerous situation. I just cannot believe that God let that hurricane hit Panama City and then hit Lake Charles and DeRitter and just obliterate most of them off of the planet. Churches damaged. They can't even have service and won't be able to for, for weeks and some of them for months because of the power gone, because of the hurricane. Got brothers, we're going to help them and, and, and help them get back running. And Brother Ralston's church, I, my church, the church that I was from in Lake Charles was not damaged. So they're able to have church and they're going to open their church to other churches and allow other churches. I, you know what? I, I don't really want a hurricane to, to get straight and start acting like a Christian. But that's just the Christian thing to do. 
Boy, we sure are getting more flexible in a pandemic. That's one good thing about COVID-19 because you couldn't have changed nothing and nobody would let you change anything without an attitude. And now when they're scared for their life, you can change anything you want to. There's a blessing behind this. Whoa, I'm just calling it out. I'm sorry. I hope I ain't hurting your feet. But I'll tell you right now, there's a blessing behind all this because now we're more flexible to let God work any way he wants to work. I say, church, let's turn God loose and see what he'll do. He's going to set us free. I mean, it's hard. Let's just say, I know that some people estimate there was two to three million people, but let's just say, let's make it easy on God. It was one million. It was just one. It's hard to move one million people at the same time. And so they were, they were stuck. And when they, it wasn't just the Red Sea and, the, and all of that. It was the fact that they had too many people to move. They had children to move. They had mamas that were pregnant. They had mothers that, were, that had babies. They couldn't move that fast. They were sitting ducks and God put them in that situation. But he said, watch the glory. <laughs> watch the salvation of the Lord. And this is what I want to give you here this morning. I want to show you in the Holy Ghost that God has always been with us. I want to say it again because the devil doesn't like what I'm saying. And I'm going to go ahead and say it anyhow. God has been with us. God has never, Mike, God has never failed you. Roy, God has never failed you. Jim, God has never failed you. Angel Gabriel, God has never failed you. And God's not going to fail us now, Gomez. Woo, hallelujah. And that's what your word, Greg, you wanted a word and I had it, but I didn't want to preach my message to you. I said, God's never failed you and he's not going to fail you now. Woo! I'm telling you, God has never failed one single time. Sharon Stone, God's never failed you and he's not going to fail you now. God's going to deliver us in danger. It might be the most dangerous time we've ever been in. And I'm going to tell you, the way I'm seeing this and what I've been studying and everything behind everything that I'm seeing, we're in danger right now. We're in the most dangerous time the church has been in this these last two centuries and I'm talking about World War One, the threat of nuclear war World War II are nothing compared to what they're trying to unleash upon our world right now they're trying to unleash the four 
horsemen of the apocalypse and it's coming faster. You ever know what the pale horse is? It's green in color. It refers to viruses and plagues. Do you know that that horse will ride in the, in the last day? And it's pretty much riding. <laughs> I said it pretty much doing that right now. But you might think that the world is coming to an end, but the world's not going to end. The world system is going to end. Let's get this straight, church. The apocalypse is not the end of the world. It's the end of the world system and its control. And the whoo, hallelujah. But there's a new world coming. You tell, well, I'm shot. All right, I guess I'm going to have to shout on my own sermon. I said there's a new world coming. And the next world, Jesus is going to be in charge. And you're the bride of Christ. And I want you to act like one. I want you to adorn yourself and make yourself ready to get married to Jesus. Amen. And there's only one way to do that. And the Bible says to become exceedingly glad. He says it in the text that God's bride has made herself ready and she rejoices with exceeding great joy. So you got to be happy about being in danger. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about them walls and blood about to kill me. I'm just so glad I got all this bunch back here. Oh, isn't that great? Man, hallelujah. Wow! It's time to shout. But they didn't shout on that side of the Red Sea. They had to see the Egyptians dead. But when the Bible says, when we saw the Egyptians washed up on... <laughs> if I could show you somehow, if I could help you see that the devil's already defeated... I said, everything that's been fighting you is already defeated. Woo, hallelujah. It's already under his feet. Calvary's already taken care of it. My, my, my. I wish somebody would just step out and say, devil, I've taken the last, I've taken your last mess because I believe God's plan is true and I'm gonna live free and I'm gonna be free to worship. I said, God's a healer. He can heal anything. He can heal everything. He heals our minds. Wow. He's a healer, and you're free to worship. Praise is an adoration in your spirit over what God has done, but worship is an adoration in your spirit over who he is. And so when you come into, you got to be in his presence to worship him. You can praise him long distance because you can always tell somebody else about his glory and his goodness and his blessing. But then you can only worship in his presence. But in order to be able to worship him, you must praise him. Because praise pray is a prelude to worship. Because he's not going, you can't say that you worship in him if you ain't praising him. That's the reason why the words you speak to your spouse are very important. Because if you're not honoring your vow, you say, well, I'm faithful, but you don't speak and you don't use the right words and you don't, mm. oh, did I say something wrong? Did y'all want to sit down now? But you need to start speaking those words of affirmation and blessing. 
That's why when you come to church and you're cursing people and people have made you mad and they've angered you because of whatever and they might have some problems, they might have dysfunction, but they've messed you up and then you can't get straight. It's gonna be hard for you to worship, isn't it? So you got, that's why I want you to bless people because if you'll start blessing them, it'll knock you out of that because you can't curse them and bless them at the same time unless you're a meathead. So you're going to have to do one or the other and you're going to have to choose which side you're going to be on and I choose the side of blessing so I'm going to praise him. My God is good. I might be going through a literal hell on earth but my God is good. Woo! I said, Roy, my God is good. Mickey, my God is good. Gomez, my God is good. Woo! Hallelujah. I said he's good. I said I'm going to worship him because I'm free. I'm free from sin. I'm free from the judgmental spirit of self-righteous people who think they know more than God. But I believe in the power of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now, God is ready to do a work in your life to free you. Megan, did you bring anybody that wants the Holy Ghost? I guess you got to ask him first, huh? <laughs> Amen. That, that's a good thing. You don't have to ask him before you get to church. I mean, I'll ask him for you. If you want the Holy Ghost, she's bringing all kinds of people. She better, I mean, the devil's not going to take that sitting down. And you might be in danger. But God specializes in delivering us in danger. Woo! Hallelujah! I know this concept is totally foreign to the American church. I understand that. But it is very well understood by the churches around the world that are going through persecution right now. Because for them to serve the Lord and to preach the gospel, their life is continually being threatened. Amen. But we need to change our concept. I'm not asking God to start having people wanting to shoot us, but they've been walking into churches with machine guns, shooting everybody up. But I'm not going to stay home because of that. I mean, that's happening in our world right now, and that could happen in Pensacola. It happened on the Navy base just a few months ago in AS. It happened there where they just started shooting a bunch of people up. I mean, I don't know why, but whatever the reason is, you're not going to stop me. We might be in danger, but I serve a God who delivers in danger. It's dangerous right now. I feel dangerous right now. I'm armed with an axe and 238. Praise God. Armed and dangerous. Armed with a promise and ready to attack the hell with a water pistol. Are you ready for God to deliver you from the bondage of thought process that the enemy is doing everything he can to put you under. And if you think the one world government's a joke, 
you better think again because it's not only prophesied in the scripture, but you see it acted out every day in the media right now. And it's there. And you know it. I'm warning you. I'm not, I'm not trying to scare you. If that don't scare you, ain't nothing I can do to scare you. So if you, that won't work. But you need to know what the Bible says because you got to think biblically about these things. Now, somebody needs to be free today. I don't know who you are, but you need to be free. And God wants to free you. So here, here's what I feel in the Holy Ghost to do. Brother uh, uh, Strobel, Brother Stafford, Brother Herring, Brother Cunningham, I want y'all to come down here. Brother Gomez, I want you to come down here. Greg, since you wanted a word from God, let's put it into action. Okay. Jim, you come on down here. Brother Winters, you come on down here. Roy, come on down here since I spoke into your spirit today. Come on. Come on. Chris, I felt Holy Ghost move on you today. And I felt power in the spirit. I want you to come. Come on. I felt the Holy Ghost on you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now we're going to pray for freedom in your spirit. Now, if you want a touch from God, I want you to step out from where you're at and I want you to walk to the front. I want you to walk up here right now because I'm we're standing waiting for you to come. Lynette, I want you to come and stand with her in the Holy Ghost for what God wants to do in her life. Come on, God's gonna free you right now. Come on, come on, come on. I feel it, I feel it right now. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen for you. Sister Jennifer, I feel like it's going to happen right now. Something, God is working something out right now. I can feel it in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and there's something at work right now, powerfully, in this place. And, and it's yours, Jennifer, it's yours. It's yours. It, Jesus died on the cross. You don't have to qualify for it. He qualified for you to receive it. You just have to operate in it and, and receive it and believe it. That's how strong this is. You don't qualify. I don't qualify. I don't qualify for salvation. Ain't nobody gonna, can't say that I'm qualified to be saved. But he qualified me by the blood. I'm qualified because he did it. And because he did it, now I can rejoice and I'm just going to receive it. I'm going to rejoice in it. And I, everybody else may not rejoice with me, but that's all right because they don't know that Jesus died for them too. He died for you. Jesus died for you. He, he loves you. So whatever you need from God, whatever, you, whatever kind of freedom you need from the Lord, Hallelujah. God needs to bring you forward so that you can get free today. So that you can be blessed today. So that God can use you mightily today. <laughs> Michaela, the Holy Ghost is on you. 
I don't care what your circumstance or situation might be right now. I know your heart is heavy. You wouldn't be human if it wasn't. But God is with you. And I feel liberty coming on you right now. You're free to pursue God's presence, His promise, His purpose, His blessing. Hallelujah. Reach out to your family around you. Begin to pray with them. There it is, Holy Ghost renewal. You can be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Some of you haven't talked in tongues in a long time. You haven't gotten free in the Spirit in a long time. And you really need to be able to do that on a more regular basis than just every time your favorite evangelist comes. That's not gonna cut it anymore. Not in this world, no. Not in this world. Not in this mess we're in. That won't cut it anymore. That's not gonna get it. But I tell you what will get it is when you learn how to get in his presence and the glory of the Lord manifest itself. Receive it right now. Go ahead, loose that tongue in the Holy Ghost and receive ye the Holy Ghost. this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.